I think it's, it's done a very good story. Uh, it's fine. A very good story on uh, affordability. You can afford all these options and yeah. everything that was. Uh, Minister, if you could talk about your maiden key moment, mm. midterm budget. Mm. How do you feel about it uh, and the whole delivery? Look, initially I would imagine it happens to everybody. Yeah. Uh, you go there, uh, uh, the first thing you want to, uh, the first thing you want to achieve is uh, you are not sure how the audience is going to react and you are a bit anxious. Okay. So that's, a, it's natural yeah. because Patel is a means of finance because the speech has got global implications. Yeah. Uh, so everybody worldwide is looking at what you're going to do and what is going to happen to the last thing you want to see is that after your speech there's uh, the rand depreciates and whatever all those kind of things so you're anxious when you go to, uh, to that thing but the good thing after you have done it because you, you you are not sure of the product until somebody else reflects on it. Okay. When you get a reflection from what people think about your product, you start thinking, wow, I never thought it this way. Okay. Mm. Right. So tell us the reactions you got. Uh, the markets could say roundly endorsed yeah. uh, the product. Yeah. Uh, what else happened? Uh, what sort of other reactions you got? Look, other than that, I mean, you would get the normal reactions, you know, the standard reactions from Kusa to <laughs> your, your other little, what do you call it, justice, whatever they call it. Uh, your, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a, people on the left who are likely to make all of this. So, okay. what you want, we are talking to when you deliver a budget. You are talking to the mainstream, you are also talking to the ordinary South Africans. Okay. You can see I tailored my, my message in such a manner that it can, it can appeal to, uh, to to mainstream institutional investor and to the man sitting in car. Okay. Okay. That's the language I tailored. I tailored. Kala is being home to you. Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So that's are uh, you actually doing the the two South Africans? Yeah, in, in fact, uh, one of the people uh, from Island and phoned my wife. He said, for the first time, I'm listening to uh, the, and getting uh, this kind of cool, relaxed, and simply language. Even if I'm not a minister of finance, I can understand the language what is being said. Yeah. But only what scares you about uh, the state uh, we in the state of our economy? Look, the state of our economy is in bad shape. It's going to require a work. Let me just make a statement, which is significant. People forget the success or failure of the minister of uh, of finance depends largely on the relationship and chemistry with the, with the head of state. Okay. Um, you need in this job because of the uh, hard choices you, you are going to make you need the uh, what I would call an unqualified support of the head of state 
his trust of your his trust and confidence otherwise if that does not uh, you don't have it it's difficult to make the right choices Fortunately for me, I, I'm, I'm in a better position that uh, we do have that chemistry with the head of state, and I think then one will be able to, uh, together with him, to make the hard choices necessary to to ride this thing. You know, I was talking to the Bloomberg guy. He was asking me about my take on rating agencies this year. I said. I don't want. I don't expect anything from them from this year, because we've obtained a bad reputation of of saying the nice things and not implement them. For for now, my point is is not focusing on them making any changes this year. Is focusing on how we can make them to make the change on the basis of a track record. Okay. I see. I see. So, in terms of the, the tough choices. What would you say were the toughest moments in preparation for for this budget and the, the trade-offs? It's still too early to say because the fiscal framework only established the parameters. It says how big the envelope is. Mm. That battle on its own is, is not... What is the battle is going to come once we've agreed on that envelope? Which means the expenditure ceiling is 1.9 trillion. Okay. That's the expenditure ceiling. Yeah. Now, what's going to come up is within that envelope, yeah. that's where the battle is going to come. Okay. Where does the bulk of the money go? Okay. The composition of that expenditure. Yeah. Okay. It's my condition, uh, my considered opinion that, that the composition of that expenditure must go into investment than into consumption. Okay largely infrastructure and so on. It, it, there's also a third and a second area in my view. Crime prevention is so critical to the growth of the economy. If we don't arrest the, the, the crime, we're not likely to, to, to succeed in our economic endeavors. So does that mean now we need to start thinking about uh, giving more resources to the police or how do you, do you handle it? Because I noticed the, the, the question is, is it resources or efficiency? Okay. We've got to drill a bit on those issues. Yeah. Let me just give an example. We have the police, we've got the army, we have the traffic corps, we have the municipal police. Uh, the, which is municipal police. Yeah. We've got uh, the crowd falling under Mbalula. Right? Okay. Or road, whatever traffic, or whatever they gave, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you have got the private guys, okay, right. My view, I'm not a policeman, is why these resources cannot be mobilized in a manner that they can have maximum impact. Okay. Um. So that's the, first. the second thing is whether are there any efficiency gains we could make just with the police alone. Yeah. And and then. And so what kind of resources then we could put uh, across? Yeah, okay. So the policing thing, how would you manage the private sector issue and uh, getting cooperation from the private There's, sector? I think the guys in the private sector would be amenable to a cooperation with the police. Okay. Uh, the question, uh, do the police want that model? Yeah, okay. This discussion, I would imagine, you've had with 
the police minister? I've, I've heard it informally thus far. Okay. All right. Yeah, I've heard it informally thus far, but it's, it's a it's a debate worth look. I mean, exploring. Okay. So we need a new arrangement to manage crime so that it doesn't become a threat, a massive threat, bigger than it is already. Yeah. In the economy. I mean, people rock up in the construction site and demand thirty percent. You, you know. That's a crisis, actually. It's a it, big turn off for an investor. Actually. Yeah. Uh, you know, rock up in the construction site. We'll be spending about 100 billion rand over the next in the, in the next year if we can develop the capacity. Over the next medium term, it's 341 billion. Okay. Now, if people destabilize that and rock up in all the sites and demand 30%, uh, okay. it's a disaster. I mean, this thing is the same with what we saw with the rear Tinto example in Peter Maritzburg. No. Right. So, um, Minister, I'm wrapping up. And other things are inefficiencies uh, and, 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 and corruption. For instance, in Mkhalakwena, in, in, in Limpopo, yeah. even plus, want to put about 2 billion rand investment. We can't get the municipality right. <laughs> so, we need to sort those minor things. Okay. So the one issue I didn't get, Minister, is the basic income grant uh, from this. How do you think you handled that and, and the message? Look, there's a perception that basic income grant is being uh, stopped by trade, or there's a perception that we've not in, in government agreed on that. Yeah. Even in the African National Congress, as a committee of the Social Transformation and the ETC working on it. So there's no agreement on the basic income grant, part that. Yeah. Uh, there's a 350 at the moment. Okay. The 350, there are two propositions on it. Uh, but before I go to those two propositions, is the fact that it's coming to an end. It is a temporal grant, it's a temporal relief by its nature. And then it was extended to the end of March. We're not stopping anything, <laughs> right? As people are saying, trade letters stop. It's coming to an end at the end of March. Okay. Now, if government, government may decide to extend it, it's not for Treasury to make that call. But when government makes that call, they've got to say, what are they going to give away? Okay. Uh, uh, in the form of 40, 40 billion. The opportunity cost is what is called in the yeah. economy. They've got, to, if you're going to put that 40 billion into that 350, you've got to find it somewhere in the system. Yeah, yeah. So that's one thing. The second proposition is that increase that to something bigger as a precursor to a basic income grant. Now, I don't know. Uh, again, that's a decision for government. In every decision, the cost, and in, in every decision, the trade-offs. Yeah. What trade-offs are we going to make to achieve that? 
The third element to this debate is that there are a lot of grants in the system. Where there's free electricity, free water, uh, uh, free nutrition, free schooling from a grade R to a university, all of that is free for the poor. Uh, there's free housing, there's free this, there's free all of this, all of this grant, child care support grant, all of these grants, and so on. Now, it may well be that you are going to have this uh, uh, basic income grant. You may have to say, how can't we review some of these grants to constitute a component of this? Okay. For instance, if I'm giving you 1,500 for argument's sake, why should I still give you 464 child support? So then, if we're looking about this, what sort of timeline you're working with here? Look, we definitely by February we should say something. What the basic income grant? On grants. It may well be 350 or anything. Basically, by February we should say something whether we're going to continue with this or not this or that. So. I see, I see. Anything else uh, that excites you uh, about the, the ministry that you uh, and, uh, look, look, let me that what excites me is familiar terrain. Okay. As you are aware, I was the MSC for Finance in the Eastern Cape. The entire regulator framework, whether it's the PFMA or anything else, was crafted during my time. So I'm, I'm familiar with it. Uh, the, the language, I'm familiar with everything. So, if you ask me, it's familiar terrain, I'm home. The second issue is that a number of the officials, but about four or five of those four DTDs, I've worked with them at an early stage of the system. Okay. So, I'm not joining uh, working with people who are foreign in the environment. So, I, I felt comfortable. And then the team at the Treasury, you're getting to know them. Uh, how, what you're reading of uh, the capacity? The... Look, the question is, no government institution is at full capacity. Mm. We've got uh, competencies and, skill and skills in certain specific areas. There are areas where we don't yeah. uh, as an institution. But by and large, we've got a dedicated, uh, hard-working team. Um, uh, there's no reason we can't identify the gaps and, 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 and attend to them. Right. But you mean to say you're positive about it? I mean, the one thing you said, that we shouldn't be looking to make long-term decisions on the short-term positivity in the economy. Yeah, let me just give you the following. A commodity cycle comes to an end. Mm. Uh, you can't say we're writing the commodity cycle we're making, even next day we're beginning to see the impact coming down. Mm. We then said, you can't then say, I can, on the basis of that commodity cycle, for instance, make a picture income grant, which is going to be forever. Mm. Okay. You need to find something which is temporary. For instance, if you are going to say I'm funding a temporal extension, okay. 
uh, it makes sense. But when that commodity cycle disappears, you, you know you're not going to find that. I mean, we started using the, the, the benefit from the windfall already in, in the tax allocations yeah. and the spending. Yeah. For instance, there was a temporal issue, which was the uh, cost associated with the July yeah. unrest. Uh, I had to deal with those costs, uh, but they're not recurring costs. I'm not likely to have those costs every year. And Minister Pravin Gordon is happy with you and your tough love and others with look, SOEs. Look, uh, I'm of the view that he himself needs, he himself um, went to rein in some of the challenges in, in okay. state owned. I don't think we do have major. We may have disagreements on how to achieve the same objective, but yeah. by and large, he would like to see self-sufficient state-owned enterprises. Okay. Minister, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I didn't ask you the one thing, one thing, the hats, because that picture will require a gift. Tell me the story about the hats and your fascination with hats. I mean, somebody said to me, hey, you look like a guy, you know, why are you copying the guy from Sudan or anybody? <laughs> uh, in my culture, as soon as you come back from the initiation school, the first thing they give you is a hat. Ah. You know that. Yeah. Uh, so as a man, you should be wearing a hat. That's in my <laughs> culture. That's the first thing. Uh, I've seen that culture, but I've also had subsequent to that an appreciation of old township life. Okay, okay. I see, I see, I see. It's okay. I Where see. you'd hear a township put a state scene or a dogs and all yeah, those yeah. things. Right. Uh, I became fascinated with that life. Okay, yeah. I see. So, how many hats do you, do you own? Roughly about 30. 30 okay. Far from Dossi, by the way. <laughs> he doesn't own as many as, as you do? No, he owns more. Oh, okay. He owns more. He very more. I'm, I think it's about 50 now. 50. Do you guys ever chat about them, compete, or? He, he normally says, I don't have heads. <laughs> 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 yeah. He was telling people last week somewhere. So now Godogona doesn't have hats, man. <laughs> so on budget day is a special one or one for special occasions or the color schemes or no traditional every day and and, and and you can see my hats also coming with specific attire. Okay, okay. Mm. Yeah, I've seen the, the red ones, you know, and I thought uh, they come from your days as a, a socialist you know, or no. a trade unionist. <laughs> no. Yeah. 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 All Tell right. Tell Thank you, Minister. Thank you. I think it's, it's a very good story. Uh, it's very, a very good story on uh, affordability. You can afford all these options and yeah. everything that was. Uh, Minister, if you could talk about your maiden key moment mm. midterm budget mm. how do you feel about it uh, and the whole delivery look initially i would imagine it happens to everybody yeah 
uh, you go there, uh, uh, the first thing you want to, uh, the first thing you want to achieve is uh, you are not sure how the audience is going to react, and you are a bit anxious. Okay. So that's a, it's natural yeah. because. Patel is a means of finance because the speech has got global implications. Yeah. Uh, so everybody worldwide is looking at what you're going to do and what is going to happen to you. The last thing you want to see is that after your speech, there's, uh, the rand depreciates and whatever, all those kind of things. So you're anxious when you go to, to that thing. But the good thing, after you have done it, because you, you, you are not sure of the product until somebody else reflects on it. Okay. When you get a reflection from what people think about your product, you start thinking, wow, I never thought it this way. Okay. Mm. Right. So tell us the reactions you got. Uh, the markets could say roundly endorsed yeah. uh, the product. Yeah. Uh, what else happened? Uh, what sort of other reactions you got? Look, other than that, I mean, you would get the normal reactions, you know, the standard reactions from Kusa to okay. <laughs> your, your other little, what do you call it, justice, whatever they call it. Uh, your, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a, People on the left who are likely to make all of this. So, okay. what you want, we are talking to when you deliver a budget. You are talking to the mainstream, you are also talking to the ordinary South Africans. Okay. You can see I tailored my, my message in such a manner that it can, it can appeal to, uh, to, to mainstream institutional investor and to the man sitting in car. Okay. That's the language I tell her. I tell her. Tell her is being home to you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the Madash and I are coming from. <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah. So that's are you actually doing the, the two South Africans? Yeah. In, in fact, one of the people, uh, from Iceland and phoned my wife. He said, for the first time, I'm listening to, uh, the, and getting uh, this kind of cool, relaxed, and simply language. Even if I'm not a minister of finance, I can understand the language. What is being said? Yeah. But only what scares you about uh, the state uh, we in the state of our economy? Look, the state of our economy is in bad shape. It's going to require a work. Let me just make a statement, which is significant. People forget the success or failure of the Minister of, uh, of Finance depends largely on the relationship and chemistry with the, with the head of state. Um, you need in this job because of the uh, hard choices you, you are going to make you need the uh, what I would call an unqualified support of the head of state his trust of your his trust and confidence otherwise if that does not uh, you don't have it it's difficult to make the hard choices Fortunately for me, I, I'm, I'm in a better position that uh, we do have that chemistry with the head of state, and I think then one will be able to, uh, together with him, to make the hard choices necessary to 
to write this thing. You know, I was talking to the Bloomberg guy. He was asking me about my take on rating agencies this year. I said, I don't want, I don't expect anything from them from this year because we've obtained a bad reputation of, of saying the nice things and not implement them. For, for now, my point is, is not focusing on them making any changes this year, it's focusing on how we can make them to make the change on the basis of a track record. Okay. I see, I see. So, in terms of the, the tough choices, what would you say were the toughest moments in preparation for, for this budget and, and the, the trade-offs? It's still too early to say because the fiscal framework only established the parameters. It says how big the envelope is. Mm. That battle on its own is, is not... What is the battle is going to come once we've agreed on that envelope? Which means the expenditure ceiling is 1.9 trillion. Okay. That's expenditure ceiling. Yeah. Now, what's going to come up is within that envelope. Yeah. That's where the battle is going to come. Okay. Where does the bulk of the money go? Okay. The composition of that expenditure. Yeah. Okay. It's my condition. Uh, my considered opinion that that the composition of that expenditure must go into investment than into consumption. Okay largely infrastructure and so on. It, it, there's also a third and a second area in my view. Crime prevention is so critical to the growth of the economy. If we don't arrest the, the, the crime, we're not likely to, to, to succeed in our economic endeavors. Does that mean now we need to start thinking about uh, giving more resources to the police or how do you, do you handle it? Because I noticed the, the, the question is, is it resources or efficiency? Okay. We've got to drill a bit on those issues. Yeah. Let me just give an example. We have the police, we've got the army, we have the traffic corps, we have yeah, the uh, municipal police. Uh, the municipal police. Yeah. We've got uh, the crowd falling under Mbalula. Right? Okay. Or road, whatever traffic, or whatever they gave yeah, them, yeah. yeah. And you have got the private guys, okay, right. My view, I'm not a policeman, is why these resources cannot be mobilized in a manner that they can have maximum impact. Okay. Um, so that's the first. The second thing is whether are there any efficiency gains we could make just with the police alone, yeah, and and then. And so what kind of resources then we could put uh, across? Yeah, okay. So the policing thing, how would you manage the private sector issue and uh, getting cooperation from the private There's, sector? I think the guys in the private sector would be amenable to a cooperation with the police. Okay. Uh, the question, uh, do the police want that model? Yeah, okay. This discussion, I would imagine, you've had with the police minister? I've, I've had it informally thus far. Okay. All right. Yeah, I've had it informal thus far, but it's it's a it's a debate worth look. I mean, exploring. Okay. So we need a new arrangement to manage crime so that it doesn't become a threat, a massive threat, bigger than it is already. Yeah. In the economy. I mean, people rock up in the construction site and demand thirty percent. You, you know. That's a crisis, actually. It's a big turnoff for an investor. Actually. Yeah. Uh, you know, rock up in a construction site. 
we'll be spending about 100 billion rand over the next in the, in the next year if we can develop the capacity over the next medium term is 341 billion okay. now if people destabilize that mm. and rock up in all these sites and demand 30 percent uh, okay. it's a disaster I mean, this thing is the same with what we saw with the Rio Tinto example in Peter Maritzburg. No. Okay. Okay. So, uh, Minister, I'm wrapping up. And other things are inefficiencies uh, and, 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 and corruption. For instance, in Mkhalakwena, in, in, in Limpopo, even yeah. uh, plus, want to put about 2 billion rand investment. We can't get the municipality right. <laughs> you know, so we need to sort those minor things. Okay, okay. Uh, all right. So the one issue I didn't get, Minister, is the basic income grant. Uh, from this. How do you think you handled that and, and the message? Look, there's a perception that the basic income grant is being uh, stopped by trade, or there's a perception that We've not in, in government agreed on that. Yeah. Even in the African National Congress as a committee of the social transformation and the ETC working on it. So there's no agreement on the basic income grant. Pack that. Yeah. Uh, there's a 350 at the moment. Okay. The 350, there are two propositions on it. But before I go to those two propositions, is the fact that it's coming to an end. It is a temporary grant, it's a temporary relief by its nature. And then it was extended to the end of March. We're not stopping anything, <laughs> right? As people are saying, trade has stopped. It's coming to an end at the end of March. Now, if government government may decide to extend it, it's not for Treasury to make that call. But when government makes that call, they've got to say, what are they going to give away? Okay. Uh, uh, in the form of 40, 40 billion, the opportunity cost is what is called in the yeah. economy. We've got, if you're going to put that 40 billion into that 350, You've got to find it somewhere in the system. Yeah, yeah. So that's one thing. The second proposition is that increase that to something bigger as precursor to a basic income grant. Now, I don't know. Uh, again, that's a decision for government in every decision that cost and in in every decision that trade-offs yeah. what trade-offs are we going to make to achieve that? the third element to this debate is that there are a lot of grants in the system where there's free electricity free water uh, uh, free nutrition, free schooling from a grade R to a university, all of that is free for the poor. Uh, there's free housing, there's free this, there's free all of this, all of this grant, child care support grant, all of these grants and so on. 
Now, it may well be that you are going to have this uh, uh, basic income. You may have to say, how can't we review some of these grants to constitute a component of this? Okay. For instance, if I'm giving you 1,500 for argument's sake, why should I still give you 464 child support? So then, if we're looking about this, what sort of timeline you're working with here? Look, we definitely by February we should say something. On the basic income grant? On grants. It may well be 350 or anything. Basically, by February we should say something whether we're going to continue with this or not this or that. So. I see, I see. Anything else uh, that excites you uh, about the, the ministry that you uh, and, uh, look, look, let me that what excites me is familiar terrain. Okay. As you are aware, I was the MSC for Finance in the Eastern Cape. The entire regulator framework, whether it's the PFMA or anything else, was crafted during my time. So I'm, I'm familiar with it, uh, the, the language, I'm familiar with everything. So if you ask me, it's familiar terrain, I'm home. The second issue is that a number of the officials, but about four or five of those four DTDs, I've worked with them at an early stage of the system. Okay. So I'm not joining uh, working with people who are foreign in the environment. So. I felt comfortable. Okay. Mm. All right. And then the team at the Treasury, you're getting to know them. Uh, how? What you're reading of uh, the capacity? The... Look, the question is, no government institution is at full capacity. Mm. We've got uh, competencies and skill and skills in certain specific areas. There are areas where we don't. Yeah. Uh, as an institution. But by and large, we've got a dedicated, uh, hard-working team. Um, uh, there's no reason you can't identify the gaps and, 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 and attend to them. But you mean to say you're positive about it? I mean, the one thing you said, that we shouldn't be looking to make long-term decisions on the short-term positivity in the economy. Yeah, let me just give you the following. A commodity cycle comes to an end. Mm. Uh, you can't say we're writing the commodity cycle we're making. Even next day, we're beginning to see the impact coming down. Mm. We then said, you can't then say, I can, on the basis of that commodity cycle, for instance, make a picture income grant, which is going to be forever. Mm. Okay. You need to find something which is temporary. For instance, if you are going to say I'm funding a temporal extension, okay. uh, it makes sense. But when that commodity cycle disappears, you, you know you are not going to fund that. Thing. I mean, we started using the, the, the benefit from the windfall already in, in the tax allocations yeah. and the spending. Yeah. For instance, there was a temporal issue, which was the uh, cost associated with the July yeah. unrest. Uh, I had to deal with those costs, uh, but they are not recurring costs. 
I'm not likely to have those costs every year. And Minister Pravin Gordon is happy with you and your top love and others with SOEs. Look, uh, I'm of the view that he himself needs, he himself um, went to rein in some of the challenges in, in okay. state owned. I don't think we do have major. Okay. We may have disagreements on how to achieve the same objective, but yeah. by and large, he would like to see self-sufficient state-owned enterprises. Okay. Minister, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I didn't ask you one thing, one thing, the hats, because that picture will require a gift. Tell me the story about the hats and your fascination with hats. I mean, somebody said to me, hey, you look like a guy, you know, why are you copying the guy from Sudan or anybody? <laughs> uh, in my culture, as soon as you come back from the initiation school, the first thing they give you is a hat. Ah. You know that. Yeah. Uh, so as a man, you should be wearing a hat. That's in my <laughs> culture. That's the first thing. Uh, I've seen that culture, but I've also had subsequent to that an appreciation of old township life. Okay, okay. I see, I see, I see. It's okay. I Where see. you'd hear a township with a stetson or a dobs and all yeah, those yeah. things. Right. Uh, I became fascinated with that life. Okay, okay. I see. So how many hats do you, do you own? Roughly about 30. Far from Dossi, by the way. <laughs> he doesn't own as many as, as you do? No, he owns more. Oh, okay. He owns more. Very more. I'm, I think it's about 50 now. 50. Do you guys ever chat about them, compete, or...? He, he normally says, I don't have heads. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. He was telling people last week somewhere, so now Godogona doesn't have hats, man. <laughs> so on budget day, is a special one or for special occasions or the color schemes? Or... No, traditional every day. And, 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 and you can see my hats also coming with specific attire. Okay, okay. Mm. Yeah, I've seen the, the red ones, and, and I thought well, they come from your days as a, a socialist you know, or no. a, a trade unionist. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. yeah. All Tell right, Tell Thank you, Minister. Thank you so much. It's a very good story. It's a very good story on uh, affordability. You can afford all these options and yeah. everything that was. Uh, Minister, if you could talk about your maiden key moment, mm. midterm budget. Mm. How do you feel about it uh, and the whole delivery? Look, initially I would imagine it happens to everybody. Yeah. Uh, you go there, uh, uh, the first thing you want to, uh, the first thing you want to achieve is uh, you are not sure how the audience is going to react and you are a bit anxious. Okay. So that's a, it's natural yeah. because Patel is a means of finance because the speech has got global implications. Yeah. Uh, so 
everybody worldwide is looking at what you're going to do and what is going to happen to you. The last thing you want to see is that after your speech, there's uh, the rand depreciates and whatever, all those kind of things. So you're anxious when you go to, to that thing. But the good thing, after you have done it, because you, you, you are not sure of the product until somebody else reflects on it. Okay. When you get a reflection from what people think about your product, you start thinking, wow, I never thought it this way. Okay. Mm. All right. So tell us the reactions you got. Uh, the markets could say roundly endorsed yeah. uh, the product. Yeah. Uh, what else happened? Uh, what sort of other reactions you got? Look, other than that, I mean, you would get the normal reactions, you know, the standard reactions from Kusatu, <laughs> your, your other little, what do you call it, justice, whatever they call it. Uh, your, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a, people on the left who are likely to make all of this. So, okay. what you want, we are talking to when you deliver a budget. You are talking to the mainstream, you are also talking to the ordinary South Africans. Okay. You can see I tailored my, my message in such a manner that it can, it can appeal to, uh, to to mainstream institutional investor and to the man sitting in car. Okay. Okay. That's the language I tailored. I tailored. Kala is being home to you. Yeah. Yeah, and I are coming from <laughs> All right, all right. Yeah. So that's are uh, you actually doing the the two South Africans? Yeah. In, in fact, uh, one of the people uh, from Island and phoned my wife. He said, "For the first time, I'm listening to uh, the, and getting uh, this kind of cool, relaxed, and simply language. Even if I'm not a minister of finance, I can understand the language what is being said." Yeah. But only what scares you about uh, the state uh, we in the state of our economy? Look, the state of our economy is in bad shape. It's going to require a work. Let me just make a statement, which is significant. People forget the success or failure of the Minister of, uh, of Finance depends largely on the relationship and chemistry with the, with the head of state. Okay. Um, you need in this job because of the uh, hard choices you, you are going to make you need the uh, what I would call an unqualified support of the head of state his trust of your his trust and confidence otherwise if that does not uh, you don't have it it's difficult to make the hard choices Fortunately for me, I, I'm, I'm in a better position that uh, we do have that chemistry with the head of state, and I think then one will be able to, uh, together with him, to make the hard choices necessary to to ride this thing. You know, I was talking to the Bloomberg guy. He was asking me about my take on rating agencies this year. I said. I don't want. I don't expect anything from them from this year, because we've obtained a bad reputation of of saying the nice things and not implement them. Mm. For 
for now my point is is not focusing on them making any changes this year is focusing on how we can make them to make the change on the basis of a track record okay. i see i see so in terms of the, the tough choices what would you say were the toughest moments in preparation for for this budget and the, the trade-offs it's still too early to say because the fiscal framework only established the parameters. It says how big the envelope is. Mm. That battle on its own is, is not. What is the battle is going to come once we've agreed on that envelope, which means the expenditure ceiling is 1.9 trillion. Okay. That's expenditure ceiling. Yeah. Now, what's going to come up is within that envelope, yeah. that's where the battle is going to come. Okay. Where does the bulk of the money go? Okay. The composition of that expenditure. Yeah. Okay. It might condition. Uh, my considered opinion that that the composition of that expenditure must go into investment than into consumption. Okay. Largely infrastructure and so on. It, it, there's also a third and a second area in my view. Crime prevention is so critical to the growth of the economy. If we don't arrest the, the, the crime. We're not likely to, to to succeed in our economic endeavors. Does that mean now we need to start thinking about uh, giving more resources to the police, or how do you, do you handle? But I noticed the, the, the question is: Is it resources or efficiency? Okay. We've got to drill a bit on those issues. Yeah. Let me just give an example. We have the police. We've got the army. We have the traffic cops, we have uh, the municipal police, uh, the municipal police. Yeah. we have got uh, the crowd falling under Mbalula, right? Okay. okay. Or road, whatever traffic, court, whatever they gave yeah, them, yeah. yeah. And you have got the private guys, Okay. right? My view, I'm not a policeman, is why these resources cannot be mobilized in a manner that they can have maximum impact. Um, so that's the first. The second thing is whether are there any efficiency gains we could make just with the police alone. Yeah. And and then, and so what kind of resources then we could put uh, across? Yeah. Okay. okay. So the policing thing, how would you manage the private sector issue and uh, getting cooperation from the private There's, sector? I think the guys in the private sector would be amenable to a cooperation with the police. Okay. Uh, the question uh, do the police want that model yeah okay this discussion I would imagine you've had with the police minister I've, I've had it informally thus far okay alright yeah, I've had it informally thus far but it's, it's a it's a debate worth look, I mean, exploring okay so we need a new arrangement to manage crime so that it doesn't become a threat a massive threat bigger than it is already yeah in the economy. i mean people rock up in the construction site and demand 30 percent you, you know that's a crisis actually it's a, it's a it, big tenor for an investor actually. yeah uh, you know rock up in the construction site we'll be spending about 100 billion rand over the next in the, in the next year if we can develop the capacity over the next medium term is 341 billion. Okay. Now, if people destabilize that mm. and rock up in all the sites and demand 30%, uh, 
Okay. It's a disaster. I mean, this thing is the same with what we saw with the Rio Tinto example in Peter Maritzburg. Yeah. So, uh, Minister, I'm wrapping up. And other things are inefficiencies uh, and, 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 and corruption. For instance, in Mkhalakwena, in, in, in Limpopo, yeah. even Plus want to put about 2 billion rand investment. We can't get the municipality right. <laughs> so, we need to sort those minor things. Okay. Uh, all right. So, the one issue I didn't get, Minister, is the basic income grant uh, from this. How do you think you handled that and, and the message? Look, there's a perception that basic income grant is being uh, stopped by trade, or there's a perception that we've not in, in government agreed on that. Yeah. Even in the African National Congress as a committee of the social transformation and the ETC working on it. So there's no agreement on the basic income grant. Pack that. Yeah. Uh, there's a three hundred and fifty at the moment. Okay. The three hundred and fifty there are two propositions on it. Uh, but before I go to those two propositions is the fact that it's coming to an end. It is a temporary grant, it's a temporary relief by its nature. And then it was extended to the end of March. We're not stopping anything, <laughs> right? As people are saying, trade is stop. It's coming to an end at the end of March. Okay. Now, if government, government may decide to extend it, it's not for Treasury to make that call. But when government makes that call, they've got to say, what are they going to give away? Okay. Uh, uh, in the form of 40, 40 billion. The opportunity cost is what is called in the yeah. economy. They've got, to, if you're going to put that 40 billion into that 350, you've got to find it somewhere in the system. Yeah, yeah. So that's one thing. The second proposition is that increase that to something bigger as a precursor to a basic income grant. Now, I don't know. Uh, again, that's a decision for government. In every decision, that cost, and in in every decision, the trade-offs. Yeah. What trade-offs are we going to make to achieve that? The third element to this debate is that there are a lot of grants in the system. Where there's free electricity, free water, uh, uh, free nutrition, free schooling from a grade R to a university, all of that is free for the poor. Uh, there's free housing, there's free this, there's free all of that. All of this grant, child care support grant, all of these grants, and so on. Now, it may well be that you are going to have this uh, uh, basic income grant. You may have to say, how can't we review some of these grants to constitute a component of this? Okay. For instance, if I'm giving you 1,500 for argument's sake, 
Why should I still give you 464 child support? So then, if we're looking about this, what sort of timeline you're working with here? Look, we definitely by February we should say something. What the basic income grant? On grants. It may well be 350 or anything. Basically, February we should say something whether we're going to continue with this or not this or that. So. Okay. I, I see. I see. Anything else uh, that excites you uh, about the, the ministry that you uh, and, uh, handling? Look, look, let me that what excites me is familiar terrain. Okay. As you are aware, I was the MSC for finance in the Eastern Cape. The entire regulator framework, whether it's the PFMA or anything else, was crafted during my time. So I'm, I'm familiar with it, uh, the, the language. I'm familiar with everything. So if you ask me, it's familiar terrain, I'm home. The second issue is that a number of the officials, but about four or five of those four DDDs, I've worked with them at an early stage of the system. Okay. So. I'm not joining uh, working with people who are foreign in the environment, so I, I felt comfortable. Okay. Mm. All right. And then the team at the Treasury, you getting to know them. Uh, how? What you reading of uh, the capacity? The... Look, it, the question is, no government institution is at full capacity. Mm. We've got. Uh, competences and skill and skills in certain specific areas, there are areas where we don't yeah. uh, as an institution. But by and large, we've got a dedicated, uh, hard-working team. Um, uh, there's no reason you can't identify the gaps and 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 and, and, and attend to them. Right. But you minister, you positive about it? I mean. The one thing you said that we shouldn't be looking to make long-term decisions on the short-term positivity in the economy. Yeah, let me just give you the following. A commodity cycle comes to an end. Mm. Uh, you can't say we're writing the commodity cycle we're making. Even next day, we're beginning to see the impact coming down. Mm. We then said, you can't then say... I can, on the basis of that commodity cycle, for instance, make a picture income grant, which is going to be forever. Mm. Okay. You need to find something which is temporal. Okay. For instance, if you are going to say I'm finding a temporal extension, okay. uh, it makes sense. But when that commodity cycle disappears, you, you know you're not going to find that thing. Mm. I mean, we started using the the, the benefit from the windfall already in the, in the tax allocations yeah. and the spending. Yeah. For instance, there was a temporal issue, which was the uh, cost associated with the July yeah. unrest. Uh, I had to deal with those costs, uh, but they are not recurring costs. I'm not likely to have those costs every year. And Minister Pravin Gordon is happy with you and your tough love and others with SOE. Look. I'm of the view that he himself needs, he himself um, went to rein in some of the challenges in, in okay. state owned. I don't think we do have 
may just okay. we may have disagreements on how to achieve the same objective but yeah. by and large he would like to see self-sufficient state-owned enterprises okay minister thank you so much thank you, thank you. i didn't ask you one thing one thing the hats was that picture will require a gift tell me the story about the hats and your fascination with hats I mean, somebody said to me, hey, you look like a guy, you know, why are you copying the guy from Sudan or anybody? <laughs> uh, in my culture, as soon as you come back from the initiation school, the first thing they give you is a hat. Ah. You know that. Yeah. Uh, so as a man, you should be wearing a hat. That's in my <laughs> culture. That's the first thing. Uh, I've seen that culture, but I've also have subsequent to that an appreciation of old township life. Okay, okay. I see, I see, I see. It's okay. I Where see. you'd hear a township put a stetson or a dobs and all yeah, those yeah. things. Uh, I became fascinated with that life. Okay, I see. So how many hats do you, do you own? Roughly about 30. 30 okay. Far from Dossi, by the way. <laughs> he doesn't own as many as, as you do? No, he owns more. Oh, okay. He owns more. He very more. I, I think it's about 50 now. 50. Do you guys ever chat about them, compete, or? Uh, he, he normally says, I don't have heads. <laughs> 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 yeah. He was telling people last week somewhere, so now Kodogwana doesn't have hats, man. <laughs> so on budget day is a special one or one for special occasions or the color schemes or no traditional every day and, 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 and you can see my hats also come with specific attire. Okay, okay. Mm. Yeah, I've seen the, the red ones, you know, and I thought uh, they come from your days as a, a socialist, you know, or no. a trade unionist. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. yeah. All Tell right, you, Thank you, Minister. Thank you. I think it's, it's a very good story. Yeah. It's a very good story on uh, affordability. You can afford all these options and yeah. everything that was. Uh, minister, if you could talk about your maiden key moment mm. midterm budget mm. how do you feel about it uh, and the whole delivery look initially i would imagine it happens to everybody yeah uh, you go there uh, uh, the first thing you want to uh, the first thing you want to achieve is uh, you are not sure how the audience is going to react and you are a bit anxious. Okay. So that's a, it's natural yeah. because Patel is a means of finance because the speech has got global implications. Yeah. Uh, so everybody worldwide is looking at what you're going to do and what is going to happen to you. The last thing you want to see is that after your speech, there's uh, the rand depreciates and whatever, all those kind of things. So you are anxious when you go to to that thing, but the good thing after you have done it, 
because you, you you are not sure of the product until somebody else reflects on it. Okay. When you get a reflection from what people think about your product, you start thinking, wow, I never thought it this way. Okay. Mm. All right. So tell us the reactions you got. Uh, the markets could say roundly endorsed yeah. uh, the product. Yeah. Uh, what else happened? Uh, what sort of other reactions you got? Look, other than that, I mean, you would get the normal reactions, you know, the standard reactions from Kusatu, okay. <laughs> your, your other little, what do you call it, justice, whatever they call it. Uh, your, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a, people on the left who are likely to make all of this. So, okay. what you want, we are talking to when you deliver a budget. You are talking to the mainstream, st you are also talking to the ordinary South African. Okay. You can see I tailored my, my message in such a manner that it can, it can appeal to, uh, to to mainstream institutional investor and to the man sitting in car. Okay. Okay. That's the language I tailored. I tailored. Kala is being home to you. Yeah. Yeah, that's a <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. So that's actually doing the, the two South Africans. Yeah, in, in fact, one of the people uh, from East London phoned my wife. He said, for the first time, I'm listening to uh, the, and getting uh, this kind of cool, relaxed, and simply language. Even if I'm not a minister of finance, I can understand the language, what is being said. Yeah. But only what scares you about uh, the state uh, we in the state of our economy? Look, the state of our economy is in bad shape. It's going to require a work. Let me just make a statement, which is significant. People forget the success or failure of the minister of, uh, of finance depends largely on the relationship and chemistry with the, with the head of state. Okay. Um, you need in this job because of the uh, hard choices you, you are going to make you need the uh, what I would call an unqualified support of the head of state his trust of your his trust and confidence otherwise if that does not uh, you don't have it it's difficult to make the hard choices Fortunately for me, I, I'm, I'm in a better position that uh, we do have that chemistry with the head of state, and I think then one will be able to, uh, together with him, to make the hard choices necessary to to write this thing. You know, I was talking to the Bloomberg guy. He was asking me about my take on rating agencies this year. I said. I don't want. I don't expect anything from them from this year, because we've obtained a bad reputation of of saying the nice things and not implement them. Mm. For for now, my point is is not focusing on them making any changes this year. Is focusing on how we can make them to make the change on the basis of a track record. I see. I see. So, in terms of the, the tough choices. What would you say were the toughest moments in preparation for for this budget and the, the trade-offs? It's still too early to say because 
the fiscal framework only established parameters. It says how big the envelope is. Mm. That battle on its own is, is not... What is the battle is going to come once we've agreed on that envelope? Which means the expenditure ceiling is 1.9 trillion. Okay. That's expenditure ceiling. Yeah. Now, what's going to come up is within that envelope, yeah. that's where the battle is going to come. Okay. Where does the bulk of the money go? Okay. The composition of that expenditure. Yeah. Okay. It might condition, uh, I might consider the opinion that, that the composition of that expenditure must go into investment than into consumption. Okay largely infrastructure and so on. It, it, there's also a third and a second area in my view. Crime prevention is so critical to the growth of the economy. If we don't arrest the, the, the crime, we're not likely to, to, to succeed in our economic endeavors. Does that mean now we need to start thinking about uh, giving more resources to the police or how do you, do you handle it? Because I noticed the, the, the question is, is it resources or efficiency? Okay. We've got to drill a bit on those issues. Yeah. Let me just give an example. We have the police, we've got the army, we have the traffic corps, we have yeah, the, municipal police. Uh, the, which is municipal police. Yeah. We've got uh, the crowd falling under Mbalula, right? Okay. Okay. Or road, whatever traffic, or whatever they gave, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you have got the private guys, okay, right. My view, I'm not a policeman, is why these resources cannot be mobilized in a manner that they can have maximum impact. Okay. Um, so that's the first. The second thing is whether are there any efficiency gains we could make just with the police alone. Yeah. And and then. And so, what kind of resources then we could put uh, across? Yeah. Okay. okay. So the policing thing. How would you manage the private sector issue and uh, getting cooperation from the private There's, sector? I think the guys in the private sector would be amenable to a cooperation with the police. Okay. Uh, the question: uh, Do the police want that model? Yeah. Okay. This discussion, I would imagine, you've had with the police minister. I've I've had it informally thus far. Okay. Right. Yeah, I've had it informal thus far, but it's it's a it's a debate worth looking. I mean, exploring. Okay. So we need a new arrangement to manage crime so that it doesn't become a threat, a massive threat, bigger than it is already. Yeah. In the economy. I mean, people rock up in the construction site and demand thirty percent. You, you know. That's a crisis, actually. It's a big tenor for an investor. Actually. Yeah. Uh, you know, rock up in a construction site. We'll be spending about 100 billion rand over the next you know, next year if we can develop the capacity. Over the next medium term, it's 341 billion. Okay. Now, if people destabilize that mm. and rock up in all the sites and demand 30 percent, uh, okay. it's a disaster. I mean, this thing is the same with what we saw with the Rio Tinto example in Peter Maritzburg. No. Right. So, uh, Minister, I'm wrapping up. And other things are inefficiencies uh, and, 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 and corruption. For instance, in Mkhalakwena and in, in, in Limpopo, yeah. Event Plus want to put about 2 billion rand investment. We can't get the municipality right. <laughs> you 
so we need to sort those minor things. Mm. Okay. Uh, all right. So the one issue I didn't get, Minister, is the basic income grant uh, from this. How do you think you handled that and, and the message? Look, there's a perception that basic income grant is being uh, stopped by trade, or there's a perception that we've not in, in government agreed on that. Yeah. Even in the African National Congress, there's a committee of the Social Transformation and the ETC working on it. So there's no agreement on the basic income grant, part that. Yeah. Uh, there's a 350 at the moment. Okay. The 350, there are two propositions on it. Uh, but before I go to those two propositions, is the fact that it's coming to an end. It is a temporal grant, it's a temporal relief by its nature. And then it was extended to the end of March. We're not stopping anything, <laughs> right? As people are saying, trade letters stop. It's coming to an end at the end of March. Okay. Now, if government, government may decide to extend it, it's not for Treasury to make that call. But when government makes that call, they've got to say, what are they going to give away? Okay. Uh, uh, in the form of 40, 40 billion. The opportunity cost is what is called in the yeah. economy. They've got, to, if you're going to put that 40 billion into that 350, you've got to find it somewhere in the system. Yeah, yeah. So that's one thing. The second proposition is that increase that to something bigger as precursor to a basic income grant. Now, I don't know. Uh, again, that's a decision for government. In every decision, the cost, and in, in every decision, the trade-offs. Yeah. What trade-offs are we going to make to achieve that? The third element to this debate is that there are a lot of grants in the system. Where there's free electricity, free water, uh, uh, free nutrition, free schooling from a grade R to a university, all of that is free for the poor. Uh, there's free housing, there's free this, there's free all of that. All of this grant, child care support grant, all of these grants, and so on. Now, it may well be that you are going to have this uh, uh, basic income grant. You may have to say, how can't we review some of these grants to constitute a component of this? Okay. For instance, if I'm giving you 1,500 for argument's sake, why should I still give you 464 child support? So then, if we're looking about this, what sort of timeline you're working with here? Look, we definitely by February we should say something. On the basic income grant? On grants. It may well be 350 or anything. Basically, by 
February we should say something whether we're going to continue with this or not this or that. So I see, I see. Anything else uh, that excites you uh, about the, the ministry that you uh, look? Look, let me. That what excites me is familiar terrain. Okay. As you are aware, I was the MSC for finance in the Eastern Cape. The entire regulator framework, whether it's the PFMA or anything else, was crafted during my time. So. I'm, I'm familiar with it, uh, the, the language, I'm familiar with everything. So if you ask me, it's familiar terrain, I'm home. The second issue is that a number of the officials, but about four or five of those four DDDs, I've worked with them at an early stage of the system. Okay. So I'm not joining uh, working with people who are foreign in the environment. So. I felt comfortable. Okay. Mm. All right. And then the team at the Treasury, you're getting to know them. Uh, how? What you're reading of uh, the capacity? The... Look, the question is, no government institution is at full capacity. Mm. We've got uh, competencies and skill and skills in certain specific areas. There are areas where we don't. Yeah. Uh, as an institution. But by and large, we've got a dedicated, uh, hard-working team. Um, uh, there's no reason you can't identify the gaps and, 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 and attend to right. But you mean to say you're positive about it? I mean, the one thing you said, that we shouldn't be looking to make long-term decisions on the short-term positivity in the economy. Yeah, let me just give you the following. A commodity cycle comes to an end. Mm. Uh, you can't say we're writing the commodity cycle we're making. Even next day, we're beginning to see the impact coming down. Mm. We then said, you can't then say, I can, on the basis of that commodity cycle, for instance, make a picture income grant, which is going to be forever. Mm. Okay. You need to find something which is temporary. For instance, if you are going to say I'm funding a temporal extension, okay. uh, it makes sense. But when that commodity cycle disappears, you, you know you're not going to fund that thing. I mean, we started using the, the, the benefit from the windfall already in the, in the tax allocations yeah. and the spending. Yeah. For instance, there was a temporal issue, which was the uh, cost associated with the July yeah. unrest. Uh, I had to deal with those costs, uh, but they are not recurring costs. I'm not likely to have those costs every year. And Minister Pravin Gordon is happy with you and your top love and others with look, SOEs. Look, uh, I'm of the view that he himself needs, he himself um, went to rein in some of the um, challenges in, in okay. state owned i don't think we do have major okay. we may have disagreements on how to achieve the same objective but yeah. by and large he would like to see self-sufficient state-owned enterprises okay minister thank you so much thank you, thank you. i didn't ask you one thing one thing the hats because that picture will require a tell me the story about the hats and your fascination with hats 
I mean, somebody said to me, hey, you look like a guy, you know, why are you copying the guy from Sudan or anybody? <laughs> uh, in my culture, as soon as you come back from the initiation school, the first thing they give you is a hat. Ah. You know that. Yeah. Uh, so as a man, you should be wearing a hat. That's in my <laughs> culture. That's the first thing. Uh, I've seen that culture, but I've also had subsequent to that an appreciation of old township life. Okay, okay. I see, I see, I see. It's okay. I Where see. you'd hear a township with a state scene or a dobs and all yeah, those yeah. things. Right. Uh, I became fascinated with that life. Okay, okay. I see. So, how many hats do you, do you own? Roughly about 30. 30. Far from Dossi, by the way. <laughs> he doesn't own as many as, as you do? No, he owns more. Oh, okay. He owns more. He, very more. I, I think it's about 50 now. 50. Do you guys ever chat about them, compete, or? He, he, he normally says, I don't have heads. <laughs> 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 yeah. He was telling people last week somewhere. So now Godogoda doesn't have hats, man. <laughs> so on budget day is a special one or one for special occasions or the color schemes or no traditional every day and and, and and you can see my hats also coming with specific attire. Okay, okay. Mm. Yeah, I've seen the, the red ones, you know, and I thought uh, they come from your days as a, a socialist you know, or no. a trade unionist. <laughs> no. Yeah. 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 All right. Thank you, Minister. Thank you so much. It's a very good story. It's uh, a very good story on uh, affordability. You can afford all these options and yeah. everything that was. Uh, Minister, if you could talk about your maiden key moment mm. midterm budget yeah. how do you feel about it uh, and the whole delivery look initially i would imagine it happens to everybody yeah uh, you go there uh, uh, the first thing you want to uh, the first thing you want to achieve is uh, you are not sure how the audience is going to react and you are a bit anxious. Okay. So that's a, it's natural yeah. because, particularly as a means of finance, because the speech has got global implications. Yeah. Uh, so everybody worldwide is looking at what you're going to do and what is going to happen to you. The last thing you want to see is that after your speech, there's uh, the rand depreciates and whatever, all this kind of things. So you are anxious when you go to to that thing, but the good thing after you have done it, because you 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 are not sure of the product until somebody else reflects on it. Okay. When you get a reflection from what people think about your product, you start thinking, "Wow, I never thought it this way." Okay. Mm. Right. So tell us the reactions you got. Uh, the markets could say roundly endorsed yeah. uh, the product. Yeah. Uh, what else happened? Uh, what sort of other reactions you got? Uh, 
Look, other than that, I mean, you would get the normal reactions, you know, the standard reactions from Kusatu, <laughs> your, your other little, what do you call it, justice, whatever they call it. Uh, your, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a, people on the left who are likely to make all of this. Uh, so, okay. what you want, we are talking to when you deliver a budget. You are talking to the mainstream, you are also talking to the ordinary South African. Okay. You can see I tailored my, my message in such a manner that it can, it can appeal to, uh, to, to mainstream institutional investor and to the man sitting in car. Okay, okay. That's the language I tell her. I tell her. Kala is being home to you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's some Madasha and I are coming from. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah. So that's are you actually doing the the two South Africans? Yeah. In, in fact, the... one of the people uh, from Island and phoned my wife. He said, for the first time, I'm listening to uh, the and get an, an, this kind of cool, relaxed, and simply language. Even if I'm not a minister of finance, I can understand the language, what is being said. Yeah, okay. But only what scares you about uh, the state uh, we in, the state of our economy? Look, the state of our economy is in bad shape. It's going to require work. Let me just make a statement, which is significant people forget. The success or failure of the minister of, uh, of finance depends largely on the relationship and chemistry with the, with the head of state. Okay. Um, you need in this job, because of the uh, hard choices you, you are going to make, you need the uh, what I would call an unqualified support of the head of state, his trust of your, his trust and confidence. Otherwise, if that does not, uh, you don't have it. It's difficult to make the right choices. Yeah. Fortunately for me, I, I'm, I'm in a better position that uh, we do have that chemistry with the head of state, and I think then one will be able to, uh, uh, together with him, to make the hard choices necessary to to write this thing. You know, I was talking to the Bloomberg guy. He was asking me about my take on rating agencies this year. I said, I don't want, I don't expect anything from them from this year because we've obtained a bad reputation of, of saying the nice things and not implement them. For, for now, my point is, is not focusing on them making any changes this year, it's focusing on how we can make them to make the change on the basis of a track record. So, in terms of the, the tough choices, what would you say were the toughest moments in preparation for for this budget and the, the trade-offs? It's still too early to say because the fiscal framework only established the parameters. It says how big the envelope is. Mm. That battle on its own is, is not... What is the battle is going to come once we've agreed on that envelope? which means the expenditure ceiling is 1.9 trillion. Okay. That's expenditure ceiling. Yeah. Now, what's going to come up is within that envelope, yeah. that's where the bed is going to come. Okay. 
where does the bulk of the money go? Okay. The composition of that expenditure. Yeah. Okay. It my condition, uh, my considered opinion that that the composition of that expenditure must go into investment than into consumption. Okay. Largely infrastructure and so on. It, it, there's also a third and a second area in my view. Crime prevention is so critical to the growth of the economy. If we don't arrest the, the, the crime, we're not likely to, to, to succeed in our economic endeavors. Yeah. Does that mean now we need to start thinking about uh, giving more resources to the police or how do you, do you handle it? Because I noticed... the, the, the question is, is it resources or efficiency? Okay. We've got to drill a bit on those issues. Let me just give an example. We have the police, we've got the army, we have the traffic corps, we have the municipal police. Uh, the, which is municipal police. Yeah. We've got uh, the crowd falling under Mbalula, right? Okay. okay. Or road, whatever traffic, or whatever they get. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you have got the private guys. Okay. Right. My view, I'm not a policeman, is why these resources cannot be mobilized in a manner that they can have maximum impact. Okay. Um, so that's the first. The second thing is whether are there any efficiency gains we could make just with the police alone. Yeah. And, and then, and so what kind of resources then we could put uh, uh, across. Yeah, okay. okay. So the policing thing, how would you manage the private sector issue? And, uh, getting cooperation from the private There's, sector? I think the guys in the private sector would be amenable to a cooperation with the police. Okay. Uh, the question, uh, do the police want that model? Yeah, okay. This discussion, I would imagine, you've had with the police minister? I've, I've had it informally thus far. Okay, all right. Yeah, I've had it informally thus far, but it's, it's, a, it's a debate worth look, I mean, exploring. Okay. So we need a new arrangement to manage crime so that it doesn't become a threat, a massive threat, bigger than it is already yeah. in the economy. I mean, people rock up in the construction site and demand 30%. You, you know? That's a crisis, actually. It's a it, big turn off for an investor. Actually. Yeah. Uh, you know, rock up in the construction site. We'll be spending about 100 billion rand over the next, in the, in the next year if we can develop the capacity. Over the next medium term, it's 341 billion. Now, if people destabilize that and rock up in all the sites and demand 30%, uh, okay. it's a disaster. I mean, this thing is the same with what we saw with the Rio Tinto example in Peter Maritzburg. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, um, Minister, I'm wrapping up. And other things are inefficiencies uh, and, 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 and corruption. For instance, in Mkhalakwena, in, in, in Limpopo, yeah. even plus, want to put about two billion rand investment. We can't get the municipality right. <laughs> so we need to sort those minor things. Okay, okay. Uh, all right. So the one issue I didn't get, Minister, is the basic income grant uh, from this. How do you think you handled that and, and the message? Look, there's a perception that basic income grant is being uh, stopped by trade, or there's a perception that 
we've not in, in government agreed on that. Yeah. Even in the African National Congress as a committee of the social transformation and the ETC working on it. So there's no agreement on the basic income grant, part that. Yeah. Uh, there's a 350 at the moment. Okay. The 350, there are two propositions on it. Uh, but before I go to those two propositions, is the fact that it's coming to an end. It is a temporary grant, it's a temporary relief by its nature. And then it was extended to the end of March. We're not stopping anything, <laughs> right? As people are saying, trade letters stop. It's coming to an end at the end of March. Now, if government government may decide to extend it, okay. it's not for Treasury to make that call. But when government makes that call, they've got to say, what are they going to give away? Okay. Uh, uh, in the form of 40, 40 billion, the opportunity cost is what is called in the yeah. economy. They've got, to, if you're going to put that 40 billion into that 350, You've got to find it somewhere in the system. Yeah, yeah. So that's one thing. The second proposition is that increase that to something bigger as a precursor to a basic income grant. Now, I don't know. Uh, again, that's a decision for government in every decision that cost and in in every decision that trade-offs yeah. what trade-offs are we going to make to achieve that? the third element to this debate is that there are a lot of grants in the system where there's free electricity free water uh, uh, free nutrition, free schooling from a grade R to a university, all of that is free for the poor. Uh, there's free housing, there's free this, there's free all of this, all of this grant, child care support grant, all of these grants and so on. Now it may well be that you are going to have this uh, uh, basic income grant. You may have to say, how can't we review some of these grants to constitute a component of this? Okay. For instance, if I'm giving you 1,500 for argument's sake, why should I still give you 464 child support? So then, if we're looking about this, what sort of timeline you're working with here? Look, we definitely by February we should say something. On the basic income grant. On grants. It may well be 350 or anything. Basically by February we should say something whether we're going to continue with this or not this or that. So. Okay. I, I see. Anything else uh, that excites you uh, about the, the ministry that you uh, and, uh, look? Look, let me. That what excites me is familiar terrain. Okay. As you are aware, I was the MSC for finance in the Eastern Cape. 
The entire regulator framework, whether it's the PFMA or anything else, was crafted during my time. So I'm, I'm familiar with it, uh, the, the language. I'm familiar with everything. So if you ask me, it's familiar terrain, I'm home. The second issue is that a number of the officials, but about four or five of those four DDDs, I've worked with them at an early stage of the system. Okay. So I'm not joining uh, working with people who are foreign in the environment. So I, I felt comfortable. Okay. Mm. All right. And then the team at the Treasury, you're getting to know them. Uh, how? What you're reading of uh, the capacity? The... Look, it, the question is, no government institution is at full capacity. Mm. We've got uh, competencies and skill and skills in certain specific areas. There are areas where we don't yeah. uh, as an institution. But by and large, we've got a dedicated, uh, hard-working team. Um, uh, there's no reason we can't identify the gaps and 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 and, and, and attend to them. But you minister, you positive about it? I mean. The one thing you said that we shouldn't be looking to make long-term decisions on the short-term positivity in the economy. Yeah, let me just give you the following. A commodity cycle comes to an end. Mm. Uh, you can't say we're writing the commodity cycle we're making. Even next day, we're beginning to see the impact coming down. Mm. We then said, you can't then say, I can, on the basis of that commodity cycle, for instance, make a prediction income grant, which is going to be forever. Mm. Okay. You need to find something which is temporal. For instance, if you are going to say I'm finding a temporal extension, okay. uh, it makes sense. But when that commodity cycle disappears, you, you know you're not going to find that thing. Mm. I mean, we started using the the, the benefit from the windfall already in the, in the tax allocations yeah. and the spending. Yeah. For instance, there was a temporal issue, which was the uh, cost associated with the July yeah. unrest. Uh, I had to deal with those costs, uh, but they are not recurring costs. I'm not likely to have those costs every year. And Minister Pravin Gordon is happy with you and your tough love and others with look, SOEs. Look, uh, I'm of the view that he himself needs, he himself um, went to rein in some of the challenges in, in okay. state owned. I don't think we do have major, okay. we may have disagreements on how to achieve the same objective, but yeah. by and large, he would like to see self sufficient state owned enterprises. Okay. Minister, thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. Ask you the one thing, one thing, the hats because that picture will require a gift. Tell me the story about the hats and your fascination with hats. Le, I mean, somebody said to me, Hey, you look like a guy, you know, why are you copying the guy from Sudan or anybody? <laughs> uh, in my culture, as soon as you come back from the initiation school, the first thing they give you is a hat. Ah, you know that. Yeah. Uh, so, as a man, you should be wearing a hat. That's in my culture. <laughs> That's the first thing. 
uh, I've seen that culture, but I've also have subsequent to that an appreciation of old township life. Okay, okay. I see, I see, I see. It's okay. I Where see. you'd hear a township put a state scene or a dogs and all yeah, those yeah. things. Right. Uh, I became fascinated with that life. Okay. I see. So how many heads do you, do you own? Roughly about 30. 30 okay. Far from Dossi, by the way. <laughs> he doesn't own as many as, as you do? No, he owns more. Oh, okay. He owns more. He very more. I think it's about 50 now. 50. Do you guys ever chat about them, compete or...? He normally says, I don't have heads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was telling people last week somewhere, so now Kodogo doesn't have heads, man. <laughs> so on budget day, is a special one or one for special occasions or the color schemes? Or... No, traditional every day. And, 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 and you can see my heads also coming with specific attire okay okay mm. yeah i've seen the, the red ones you know, and i thought uh, they come from your days as a, a socialist you know, or no. a trade unionist <laughs> no yeah yeah, yeah. all Tell right you thank you minister thank you so much it's been a very good story uh, it's been a very good story on uh, affordability you can afford all these options and yeah everything that was uh, Minister, if you could talk about your maiden key moment, mm. midterm budget, mm. how do you feel about it uh, and the whole delivery? Look, initially I would imagine it happens to everybody. Yeah. Uh, you go there, uh, uh, the first thing you want to, uh, the first thing you want to achieve is. Uh, you are not sure how the audience is going to react and you are a bit anxious. Okay. So that's a, it's natural yeah. because Patel is a means of finance because these speeches got global implications. Yeah. Uh, so everybody worldwide is looking at what you're going to do and what is going to happen to you. The last thing you want to see is that after your speech there's uh, the rand uh, pre depreciates and whatever, all those kind of things. So you're anxious when you go to, uh, to that thing. But the good thing, after you have done it, because you, you, you are not sure of the product until somebody else reflects on it. Okay. When you get a reflection from what people think about your product, you start thinking, wow. I never thought it this way. Okay. Mm. Right. So in of the reactions you got, uh, the markets could say roundly endorsed yeah. uh, the product. Yeah. Uh, what else happened? Uh, what sort of other reactions you got? Look, other than that, I mean, you would get the normal reactions, you know, the standard reactions from Kusa to okay. <laughs> your, your other little what do you call it, justice, whatever they call it, uh, your, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a, people on the left who are likely to make all of this, uh, so, okay. 
Okay. What you want, we are talking to when you deliver a budget. You are talking to the mainstream, you are also talking to the ordinary South African. Okay. You can see I tailored my, my message in such a manner that it can, it can appeal to, uh, to, to mainstream institutional investor and to the man sitting in car. Okay. That's the language I tell her. I tell her. Kala is being home to you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the Madasha and I are coming from. <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah. So that's are you actually doing the the two South Africans? Yeah. In, in fact, one of the people uh, from Iceland and phoned my wife. He said, for the first time, I'm listening to uh, the, and getting uh, this kind of cool, relaxed, and simply language. Even if I'm not a minister of finance, I can understand the language what is being said. Yeah. But only what scares you about uh, the state uh, we in the state of our economy? Look, the state of our economy is in bad shape. It's going to require a work. Let me just make a statement, which is significant. People forget the success or failure of the Minister of, uh, of Finance depends largely on the relationship and chemistry with the, with the head of state. Um, you need in this job because of the uh, hard choices you, you are going to make you need the uh, what I would call an unqualified support of the head of state his trust of your his trust and confidence otherwise if that does not uh, you don't have it it's difficult to make the hard choices Fortunately for me, I, I'm, I'm in a better position that uh, we do have that chemistry with the head of state, and I think then one will be able to, uh, together with him, to make the hard choices necessary to to ride this thing. You know, I was talking to the Bloomberg guy. He was asking me about my take on rating agencies this year. I said. I don't want. I don't expect anything from them from this year, because we've obtained a bad reputation of of saying the nice things and not implement them. For for now, my point is is not focusing on them making any changes this year. Is focusing on how we can make them to make the change on the basis of a track record. I see. I see. So, in terms of the, the tough choices. What would you say were the toughest moments in preparation for for this budget and the, the trade-offs? It's still too early to say because the fiscal framework only established the parameters. It says how big the envelope is. Mm. That battle on its own is, is not... What is the battle is going to come once we've agreed on that envelope? Which means the expenditure ceiling is 1.3... 1.9 trillion. Okay. That's expenditure saving. Yeah. Now, what's going to come up is within that envelope. Yeah. That's where the battle is going to come. Okay. Where does the bulk of the money go? Okay. The composition of that expenditure. Yeah. Okay. It might condition. Uh, my considered opinion that that the composition of that expenditure must go into investment than into consumption. Okay. Largely infrastructure and so on. There's also a third and a second area in my view. Crime prevention is so critical to the growth of the economy 
if we don't arrest the, the, the crime, we're not likely to, to succeed in our economic endeavors. Does that mean now we need to start thinking about uh, giving more resources to the police, or how do you, do you handle it? Because I noticed the, the, the question is, is it resources or efficiency? Okay. We've got to drill a bit on those issues. Let me just give an example. We have the police, we've got the army, we have the traffic corps, we have the municipal police. Uh, the, which is municipal police. Yeah. We've got uh, the crowd falling under Mbalula, right? Okay. okay. Or road, whatever traffic, whatever they gave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you have got the private guys. Okay. Right. My view, I'm not a policeman, is why these resources cannot be mobilized in a manner that they can have maximum impact. Okay. Um, so that's the first. The second thing is whether are there any efficiency gains we could make just with the police alone. Yeah. And, and then enter what kind of resources then we could put uh, across. Yeah, okay. okay. So the policing thing, how would you manage the private sector issue? And, uh, getting cooperation from the private sector? I think the guys in the private sector would be amenable to a cooperation with the police. Okay. Uh, the question, uh, do the police want that model? Yeah, okay. This discussion, I would imagine, you've had with the police minister? I've, I've had it informally thus far. Okay, all right. Yeah, I've had it informally thus far, but it's, it's, a, it's a debate worth look, I mean, exploring. Okay. So we need a new arrangement to manage crime so that it doesn't become a threat, a massive threat, bigger than it is already. Yeah. In the economy. I mean, people rock up in the construction site and demand 30%. You, you know? That's a crisis, actually. It's a it, big turn off for an investor. Actually. Yeah. Uh, you know, rock up in the construction site. We'll be spending about 100 billion rand over the next, you know, in the next year if we can develop the capacity. Over the next medium term, is 341 billion. Okay. Now, if people destabilize that mm. and rock up in all the sites and demand 30%, uh, okay. it's a disaster. I mean, this thing is the same with what we saw with the Rio Tinto example in Peter Maritzburg. No. Okay. All right. So, uh, Minister, I'm wrapping up. And other things are inefficiencies. Uh, and, 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 and corruption. For instance, in Mkhalakwena, in, in, in Limpopo, even yeah. uh, plus, want to put about two billion rand investment. We can't get the municipality right. <laughs> so we need to sort those minor things. Okay. Uh, all right. So the one issue I didn't get, Minister, is the basic income grant. Uh, from this. How do you think you handle that and, and the message? Look, there's a perception that basic income grant is being uh, stopped by trade, or there's a perception that we've not in, in government agreed on that. Yeah. Even in the African National Congress, as a committee of the social transformation and the ETC working on it. So there's no agreement on the basic income grant. Pack that. Yeah. Uh, there's a 350 at the moment. Okay. The 350, there are two propositions on it. 
but before I go to those two propositions, is the fact that it's coming to an end. It is a temporal grant, it's a temporal relief by its nature. And then it was extended to the end of March. We're not stopping anything, <laughs> right? As people are saying, trade has stopped. It's coming to an end at the end of March. Okay. Now, if government government may decide to extend it, okay. it's not for Treasury to make that call. But when government makes that call, they've got to say, what are they going to give away? Okay. Uh, uh, in the form of 40, 40 billion. The opportunity cost is what is called in the yeah. economy. You've got, if you're going to put that 40 billion into that 350, you've got to find it somewhere in the system. Yeah, yeah. So that's one thing. The second proposition is that increase that to something bigger as precursor to a basic income grant. Now, I don't know. Uh, again, that's a decision for government. In every decision, the cost, and in in every decision, the trade-offs. Yeah. What trade-offs are we going to make to achieve that? The third element to this debate is that there are a lot of grants in the system, where there's free electricity, free water. Uh, uh, free nutrition, free schooling from a grade R to a university, all of that is free for the poor. Uh, there's free housing, there's free this, there's free all of this, all of this grant, child care support grant, all of these grants, and so on. Now, it may well be that you are going to have this uh, uh, basic income grant. You may have to say, how can't we review some of these grants to constitute a component of this? Okay. For instance, if I'm giving you 1,500 for argument's sake, why should I still give you 464 child support? So then, if we're looking about this, what sort of timeline you're working with here? Look, we definitely by February we should say something. On the basic income grant. On grants. It may well be 350 or anything. Basically by February we should say something whether we're going to continue with this or not this or that. So. Okay. I, I see. Anything else uh, that excites you uh, about the, the ministry that you uh, and, uh, look? Look, let me. That what excites me is familiar terrain. Okay. As you are aware, I was the MSC for finance in the Eastern Cape. The entire regulator framework, whether it's the PFMA or anything else, was crafted during my time. So, I'm I'm familiar with it, uh, the the language. I'm familiar with everything. So. If you ask me, it's familiar terrain, I'm home. The second issue is that a number of the officials, but about four or five of those four DTDs, I've worked with them at an early stage of the system. Okay. 
So I'm not joining uh, working with people who are foreign in the environment. So I, I felt comfortable. Okay. Mm. All right. And then the team at the Treasury, you're getting to know them. Uh, how, what you're reading of uh, the capacity there? Look, it, the question is, no government institution is at full capacity. We've got uh, competences and skill and skills in certain specific areas. There are areas where we don't, yeah. uh, as an institution. But by and large, we've got a dedicated, uh, hard-working team. Um, uh, there's no reason we can't identify the gaps and 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 and, and, and attend to them. Right. But you minister, you positive about it. I mean. The one thing you said that we shouldn't be looking to make long-term decisions on the short-term positivity in the economy. Yeah, let me just give you the following. A commodity cycle comes to an end. Mm. Uh, you can't say we're writing the commodity cycle we're making. Even next day, we're beginning to see the impact coming down. Mm. We then said, you can't then say, I can, on the basis of that commodity cycle, for instance, make a picture income grant, which is going to be forever. Mm. Okay. You need to find something which is temporal. For instance, if you are going to say I'm finding a temporal extension, okay. uh, it makes sense. But when that commodity cycle disappears, you, you know you're not going to find that thing. I mean, we started using the the, the benefit from the windfall already in, in the tax allocations yeah. and the spending. Yeah. For instance, there was a temporal issue, which was the uh, cost associated with the July yeah. unrest. Uh, I had to deal with those costs, uh, but they are not recurring costs. I'm not likely to have those costs every year. And Minister Pravin Goran is happy with you and your tough love and others with SOEs. Look, I'm of the view that he himself needs, he himself um, went to rein in some of the challenges in, in okay. state owned. I don't think we do have major, okay. we may have disagreements on how to achieve the same objective, but yeah. by and large, he would like to see self sufficient state owned enterprises. Okay. Minister, thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. I didn't ask you the one thing, one thing, the hats, because that picture will require a gift. Tell me the story about the hats and your fascination with hats. Le, I mean, somebody said to me, hey, you look like a guy, you know, why are you copying the guy from Sudan or anybody? <laughs> uh, in my culture, as soon as you come back from the initiation school, the first thing they give you is a hat. Ah. You know that. Yeah. Uh, so, as a man, you should be wearing a hat. That's in my <laughs> culture. That's the first thing. Uh, I've seen that culture, but I've also had subsequent to that an appreciation of old township life. Okay, okay. I see, I see, I see. It's okay. Where you'd hear a township with a stencil or a dobs and all yeah, those yeah. things. Right. Uh, I became fascinated with that life. Okay. 
I see. So how many hats do you, do you own? Roughly about 30. 30 okay. Far from those, by the way. <laughs> he doesn't own as many as, as you do? No, he owns more. Oh, okay. He owns more. Very more. I think it's about 50 now. 50. Do you guys ever chat about them, compete, or...? He, he normally says I don't have heads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was telling people last week somewhere, so now Godogona doesn't have heads, man. <laughs> so on budget day, is a special one or one for special occasions or the color schemes? Or... No, traditional every day. And, 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 and you can see my heads also coming with specific attire okay okay mm. yeah i've seen the, the red ones and, and i thought well, they come from your days as a, a socialist you know, or no. a trade unionist <laughs> no yeah 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 all Tanshubla. right Tanshubla. thank you minister thank you so much